Welcome to The Real Journey Show. On this podcast, you can expect guests of all backgrounds and professions to share a real journey they have experienced in this thing called life. From origin to current, the rocky ups and downs in the middle, and what is yet to come. The journeys of each guest will vary, but there is one thing that will remain constant. The listeners will be reminded that life experiences have a compelling way of connecting us, inspiring us, and empowering us to stay real. I am Tara Martin, your host of The Real Journey Show. Welcome back to The Real Journey Show. We are super excited that you joined in today, and we have a very special guest that I've been excited about having on the show for quite some time. So I'm so grateful this worked in her schedule, and I think you guys are in for a treat today. So we have Shelly Burgess, the co-owner of Daybirdis Consulting, my boss, (laughs) and somebody I really, really look up to on the show today. We're super excited. She's been an educator. She's a mom. She is the glue that holds our company together. She does all kinds of amazing things, author, speaker, and um, she's here to share some of her real journey with us. So Shelly, welcome to the show. With you, Tara. It's always good to talk to you in any scene, any setting, but um, it's really special to have you invite me to be on your podcast. So thank you very much. Oh, I'm so excited. Happy so Shelly, if you want to give yourself a formal intro, you feel free to share a little bit about what you've done in education and then maybe uh, what you're doing now. Sure. Um, so I started actually started my career in education as um, a seventh grade teacher, um, middle school. I actually my first year teaching um, was kind of ridiculous. It's, it's the kind of thing that um, I think, unfortunately, we still do to brand new teachers. You know, we give them sort of the toughest schedule, even though they're the most novice baby teachers. Um, but I started my first year. I was um, I taught uh, uh, seventh grade at seventh grade English. I taught. Um, eighth grade English. I taught the journalism class for um, which there was an expectation that there was a newspaper out every six weeks. And then I also taught uh, eighth grade drama with an expectation that there was a performance at the end of each semester. And then I taught an exploratory arts wheel drama course. And so the fact that I actually survived my first year teaching and came back for more is, um, is, is sort of a feat um, in and of itself. But um, from that, I sort of settled into just doing seventh grade English and um, eventually moved into um, a language arts resource teacher, Title I um, support teacher, and, um, and quickly, actually pretty quickly in my career, moved into administration. And I was actually hired um, for my first principal job uh, I was 30, I think I was 30 years old. Um, I was so 30, 31, something like that. I, I had a two-year-old. I had my son. Um, Hayden was two. I was pregnant, six months pregnant um, with um, my child, my second child. And um, that kind of kick-started my career in administration and, and was, I served as a, it's actually, it's interesting. Um, and I know that it's part of it, the, I didn't expect that I was going to be in a principal role that um, young and and actually it, it wasn't part of my plans at that, that point in time and so this it, it is it's just a little bit of my story and my journey I was working in a high school district a middle school high school district and um, was working in district office administration and really wanted to be back at a site and um, just have an assistant principal role and I wanted to be back sort of starting to build my way into uh, full site administration and I actually I actually talked to my superintendent about it and um, one of the things that he said about that he said to me was, you know, every time I talk to principals about who they would like to have as their assistant principal, you're always in the top three. You're on the top three in the list. Um, I was pregnant at the time, and he um, he basically told me in um, that, that while I was pregnant, I wasn't going to be getting a, a an administration job. So um, that's not exactly how he said it, but it's exactly what he meant. Um, it was quite clear. And that it was, you know, you, you right now is the time that you need to be thinking about your family and taking care, you know, taking care of family and take it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it was quite clear that I wasn't going to get a job while I was pregnant. And so that actually prompted me to apply outside my district. And I actually applied for a principal job instead of an assistant principal job and, and got it higher, you know, was still, you know, hired six months pregnant. And um, that's when I took over um, a school. It was actually a um, 
a really phenomenal experience. And so I did that um, for quite some time and then moved into district office um, administration and ultimately ended my career in the school system, I can't talk, um, as an assistant superintendent of educational leadership with um, a lot of focus on coaching and supporting principals and and helping them create um, successful schools and and did that before I left and started working um, with Dave in in DBC. So um, yeah, a little bit about my career. Anyway, my life as an educator. You've had the coolest journey. Um, and I can see all those things playing out like as your role as my boss now, <laughs> um, uh, my leader, right? Uh, just the places where you you never judge. And so knowing that you had to face that kind of judgment when you were moving into a role that you were excited about, um, I feel like you are so non-judgmental. Like anything that we come to you with as employees you're so open and caring and you have that coaching mentality. I, it's something I always love about you is uh, you always ask how we are first and then we move into content. So yeah, I can just see why everybody wanted you as an assistant. And then I can also see how some of these experiences you've had played out and how you are, how you lead your people now. Yeah. I didn't get to see you in the education world, but I get to see you every day. So this is uh, yeah. <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> seeing it all play out. And yeah, so moving into uh, the business. I mean, if you want to talk about that just for a second, I'm sure people are interested. You know, what were the biggest yeah. changes and challenges if uh, moving from the school system to an entrepreneur as the wife yeah. of somebody who was writing a book and trying to start their own business? Yeah. Yeah, sure. You know, it's interesting. There was there's so many things at play with that, right? And it's um, and and there's so many people now, you know, out in the social media world or out in that that know David me in um, you know, sort of that public, you know, kind of role. But the backstory to you know how how you make those shifts and changes, um, it's pretty interesting. I mean, I don't know if it's interesting to everybody, but we we um. So I had, I was in my, I was working 12 to 14 hour days as an assistant superintendent. Um, we had hit um, a point where we had, Dave and I had agreed that he um, was going to try his, try to go full time with doing, you know, the book was out and doing, you know, some of the consulting and speaking and work that he does. So he had left his, um, his teaching job and I still had my assistant superintendent job. And there was, um, it was actually, to be honest, with, to be honest with you, it was, um, it was a pretty hard year. Um, and, and not, and, and I think it was just because it was all of a sudden we were thrown into a very different, um, light. You know, we, we had, um, up until that point in time, Dave and I had been really good at balancing as parents, you know, who's home with the kids in the morning, who's home with the kids in the afternoon, who picks people up from school. And, and we, Dave had staggered his, you know, in the beginning before I had my principal job, I was, um, you know, I was working, uh, shorter weeks, you know, and had days with the kids and Dave switched his schedule to have his afternoon free. And, you know, so we had been doing all this balancing of work and family. And then when he started traveling and I was working 12 to 14 hours a day, it was, um, it was a really, it was a hard year. And I, I, um, and, and it was a good year because things were shifting and changing, but Dave was gone a lot. You know, all of a sudden there was, um, you know, the, the, me being home, you know, on my own with the kids, but now having to read your days at home in the afternoons and who's going to pick them up and do, this isn't quite the business yet, but it's part of the journey. That, yeah, that got us there. Um, and, and so I actually, I actually remember the day that I, um, was questioning whether or not we could do things this way, um, without figuring something else out we had to figure something else out and it was it was a day I actually got a call I was in in my office um at the district and I got a call from my child's school that nobody had picked them up it was a minimum day and so all of a sudden I was that parent that that, you know we all used to judge you know nobody came to pick up their kids and um and and it was just because we'd been we'd been piecemealing things, you know, and and trying to to pull things together. So so that was actually that was a, a a point for me where it was like okay something we got something has to be different. And and so it was right around um, right around that same time Dave and I were having conversations um, because a lot of people had been contacting him in particular, but talking to us, you know, about um, how did Dave. Um, 
have so much success with his book? How did he do that? It was self-published. It was, you know, and so we actually, I think literally were walking our dogs one day and, and had a conversation about, you know, we, we could probably do this for people. Like we, we figured out the publishing world. We, we figured out the way, you know, we figured out how it worked for Dave. We had a team of people that we'd put together to work on Dave's book. And, and so we went out on a limb and, and just said, let's, let's try it and, and let's see, let's contact some people, see if they want to go on this journey with us. And so at that point, Dave was, um, we knew, we knew Dave had events on the calendar, you know, the book was doing okay. And so that was the point where we decided that maybe I could give up my um, assistant superintendent job. Um, and that if we did that, um, you know, we, you know, were we going to be, you know, and that's a tough call because we're giving up benefits and we're going to, you know, we're in a little bit of uncertain, um, you know, uncharted waters and, and uncertain territory, but, but we figured that, it, you know, if we could do it for a year and at any point I could go back, if, you know, I could go back and do a principal job for sure, potentially, you know, other, other roles in education. So, so we decided to take that year and see if we could build the publishing aspect. Um, of the company. And, and we've been really fortunate that um, it's done really well. It's taken off. We've connected with such incredible educators. And, and you know, Dave and I have, have always had as a mission of the company, something that we, is that, that we want to, we want to amplify voices of other educators that are doing um, really phenomenal work in the field. And, and we really went into it with that as the goal. And then also wanting to make sure that um, people were fairly compensated and respected for the work that they were doing. And so I know you've talked to Dave before about the contracts and, the, and those kinds of things, but um, we really have tried to make it a company that's respectful of um, the people who are a part of it and the, the people who are doing the work and writing the books and, and making sure that they're well taken care of and, and supported. And, um, and so that, that was, that's kind of how we got started. And, and the, the flip side of that is, so not only did we get the business going, it got me home full time with the kids. And, and that was a, a critical, critical piece of it is, you know, I've, I've been in administration since the time my kids were, you know, two and not even born. And so the getting that opportunity to be able to be home with my kids and, and even just do things like drive carpool um, was kind of exciting for me <laughs> at, that, at that point in time. So that's a little bit about what happened. I love it. And I, I really appreciate you sharing a little bit of back journey because I think a lot of people, like you said, they just see the limelight. And a lot of times people think that you just snap and then you get there. I know my son, he's constantly comparing his his now life to our life now. I'm like, Caleb, our life at 19 did not look like it does right now. Like we didn't have it together. We still don't have it together. Let's be honest. But um, you know, people I think look in and they don't see all the and you didn't share all the challenges, I'm sure. But, you know, just the challenges of starting something new and cannonballing in. I mean, that is like the biggest cannonball, like just letting go of all. Th you have people that you have to support, you know, your children mm -hmm. and um, trying this out and diving mm -hmm. in and trying something new. And I just really appreciate it. And I, I love the piece that you guys amplify the voices of others. And you do that in such a way that not only did you and Dave build that culture around our company, but as we got bigger, you know, you took on me or Wendy and Marcel, we have like a team now, but you knew that you and Dave both knew that, you know, I want to keep this closeness with our authors. I want to be able to keep them feeling like they're super special. They're valued in all these ways. And we have so many now, 160 something. And so to do that, you know, you and Dave could not, physically do that. And, and so you took us on and I just appreciate that about the company. And every time I interview authors, I mean, I'll just say this from the back end. I, every time I visit with them right before their book launches, I ask them how their experience was with our editing team, <clears throat> with all of us, you know, how was your experience? Tell me a little bit about it. And they're always like, Oh my God, like this is the best experience ever. And I'm not just saying that for the show, like people literally say that they always feel like they were super supported and then once their book goes out there, they feel like they're compensated for their work and uh, valued. So I'm I'm glad y'all can't involved in because what a story. Aww, thank you, <laughs> thank you. I, I will I will tell you my parents were not excited that we were cannonballing in back <laughs> back in the time. So they they, I, they were they were a bit horrified when we announced like hey by the way 
um, Dave just left his job and now I'm leaving my job. And so, <laughs> you know, obviously they have um, very much come around, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it's like you said, it's scary for people that you talk about, you know, you, you're supporting people, you're, you know, and, and uh, but yeah, it, it has, it's been a, it's been a really good journey. It's been a good journey. It's, it's been, I've, I've loved the opportunity to, to do the work with educators. And I've really, like I said, I've also really loved the extra time that I've gotten with my kids. Um, and, and that's, that's been a, that's been a gift that I didn't have when they were younger. So, so that was, um, definitely a, a, a big part of the, the journey for me getting that time back. And as our kids grow up, you know, you realize you're never going to get that time back, you know? Mm-hmm. And so having that time is just so, so precious. I'm so glad you were able to spend so much time with your children. I know that family is just something that's super important to you, Shelly. You always, when you call me or text me or email me, you ask about my family. Like, how, how are you? How, are, how is your family? And I know our company just believes family first and always. And so I would love, I know you've had an interesting journey with your children. And I'd love for you to share just a little bit about that journey. Sure. And just tell us whatever you want to share. But I think it's something worthy of talking about just because I think it's probably as an educator and as a mom, it's probably opened your eyes in, in both of those ways and maybe will help educators that are listening. Sure. Um, so, so it's interesting because, you know, I, I, I don't always believe in faith. I don't always believe, uh, you know, I, I do, I do think that there is um, uh, something stronger than us, you know, out in this world that, that helps to guide us in, in one way or another. And it is, um, and I, I think, you know, I think that whatever that force might be, um, put me at home uh, at about the time that, that I was put at home. Um, because in addition, in addition to having all the, the great time with my kids, we, you know, we had some challenges that, that came up um, over, over the years, kind of middle school, high school years, um, in particular with our youngest, our youngest child, Finn, who, um, who, um, in eighth grade, we learned that uh, they were um, suffering from pretty severe um, depression and anxiety. It was a um, suicide and suicidal. So at that, um, really at, at that level, um, and and it was a uh, I don't know how it, it, I don't know exactly how to say, it, but Dave and I, Dave and I would have said that we thought that they were having their best year ever. So, so we missed, we missed the signs, we missed the, you know, and, and we were very fortunate that um, Finn had a very, um, very, very good friend who um, contacted us, you know, really actually contacted, said to Finn, if you don't tell your parents, I will. And, and so that sort of forced the um, conversation that kind of started us, you know, on the journey of being able to support Finn through that, um, through that process. And, and as you know, it's, it's an ongoing, um, process. It's not a one week thing. It's a, it's a lifetime thing that, um, that Finn has to deal with and that we have to, that we have to support and, um, support them through. And so, um, and we also, and so we've, uh, been working through that. So being a, a parent of a child that has some, um, pretty severe uh, mental health challenges certainly has given me a different perspective on the education system and and what um, what a typical education system has to offer for um, a child like mine um, and in addition to and I, I can share some of that as if we want to but um, you know and in addition to the journey that we've had with mental health we also so I've had the journey of Finn um, really um, discovering who they are um, in terms of their gender gender identity. And so um, they came out to us um, as lesbian in middle school. Um, and so that was um, a part of our journey and, and sort of uh, thinking through, so, so um, navigating school in, in that space is also something that we've, we've had, had to do as parents. Um, and then, and then over time, as Finn has been much more involved with um, San Diego Pride and um, and some of the the other organizations and things, um, they they've had um, you know sort of a journey of discovery of really who they are and and has has come out to us um, more recently as um, transgender and um, you know now uses the pronouns um, they he 
And um, so, so it's been a um, that's been a real um, journey for us in in understanding what all that means, understanding um, how to give our child um, the right kind of support um, in that space. Um, working with um, you know a lot of people who know more about um, what it means to be transgender. I actually just recently joined a um, transgender parent um, support group, um, which is which is pretty phenomenal. Um, so, so that, um, so that has, has really, um, and it's, it's funny, I don't want to say that it's challenged my parenting or challenge, you know, I mean, I, there's, I, I mean, we love and adore our child and our, um, want to support them in being their very best self, whoever that is, but it's an interesting journey as a parent to, to go through, you know, things like, okay, so. So I no longer have a daughter, you know, I no longer, you know, I no longer can call Finn my daughter. I can't, I can no longer call Finn the name that Dave and I um, sort of labored over, you know, to give them and, and loved. And, you know, there's, I think there's, there's some, some grieving that goes along with it in addition to this huge desire to just support and love because it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, a real shift in what you were expecting, and it, and and I, I don't want that to come across as thinking that it's it's a, a bad thing. It's just a because it's not, and I am I'm incredibly happy that they're figuring out who they are and and finding their real sense of self. And and um, I and I, I want nothing but to support them on that journey. Um, but it it is you know there's a lot that goes with that as a parent, and and there's a lot that um, you know, the um, just just being transgender in today's society puts your child at risk. Um, there's a lot of hate for for people um, in the LGBTQ space, and um, in particular in the transgender space. And so, um, I am incredibly proud of them for. They're also a really strong advocate um, for the LGBT community. They're um, <laughs> you see their Instagram. <laughs> they're they're a strong. They are a strong. I'm strong advocate um, for for many many things, and um, and I love that about them. And at the same time, it scares me when they're out fighting for some of these because I'm a, I'm a mom and a parent, and I know that there are people who, um, because of their gender identity, look at them um, with hate, and and that's a that's a scary thing. The hard thing to wrap your head around um, as a mom, but um, so that's been an, an interesting part, you know. Of it's, it's kind of been a beautiful part of our journey to sort of learn. Um, we've learned a lot um, about the the transgender community, LGBT community, community in general, and um, and I think that's been you know it's been a gift to all of us. But it's it's also a um, it's a it's a journey. It's not an easy one. Um, it's not an easy one for Finn. And it's, you know, it's not an easy one for family. And, um, and so, so that's at least a, a part of our journey um, as a parent anyway. And, and some of the things that we do behind the scenes of <laughs> our roles, um, our roles with CBC. Yeah, I appreciate that so much. I, Finn is so blessed to have you guys as their parents because you're just so supportive. I, I appreciate that. I know that a lot of kids don't have that. And we had a couple on the show recently where Nathan and Herbie were talking about, you know, the lack of support from family. And it melts my heart, you know, that people actually, I can't imagine, like, I feel like Caleb could do anything and I would love that kid no matter what, you know, it doesn't really matter. Like that's my baby and he has stolen my heart since the time he was born. Right. And I feel like you are just modeling that so beautifully for parents out there, but also letting us know that it's not easy. You know, it probably wasn't easy to switch the pronouns, you know, even yep. the simplest things, you know, it's just not easy but it's worth it and you yeah. you value your child so much that whatever it is that they need mm -hmm. that's what you're going to provide well and, and it's, yeah. it's it's interesting that you say that too Tara because because we I, I know Dave and I strive to be those parents um but we mess up <laughs> I mean I mean we we do and 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 I you know we mess up and and sometimes um then 
will call us out on that gently and sometimes not so gently. Um, and, and which is okay. You know, it's, it's a process, but, but we do, I mean, we mess up and there, there's, there's actually, um, we're, we're in the process now that we're within where we're going down the road of, of even, you know, having conversations with doctors and, um, different types of, um, uh, surgeries even. And so, you know, I mean, we're, we're sort of in a, a process where, um, you know, we're, we're trying to make sure that, um, that then, you know, is in the body, you know, in the body that they believe that they should have. And, and so, um, this is, so this is even just recently, I, you know, I think Dave and I, you know, had to wrap our, we've had to wrap our heads around that a little bit. And, and in doing so, I think, um, probably dragged our feet a little bit in, um, in, in getting things going. And, and Finn, I have to tell you, Finn, um, said something to me that, that made me realize I'm not doing the right thing right now for my child and and really what they said was mom if I were really physically sick if I had cancer if I had to like you would be bending over backwards to connect with doctors to find the right place for me to be for um you I mean you would do everything in your power to make sure that that I was getting what I needed and um this the surgery the top surgery is something I need and and I'm in, and Finn said, you know, I'm doing all the research. I'm doing all the, you know, I, and it was, it was like, there was a moment, that was a moment for me where I realized, oh my God, it, Finn's right. Like Finn is absolutely right. I, I have not done what I should be doing in, in the support of the next step of their journey. And, and that was about, that was about me. That was about days. That wasn't about Finn. And so, so that, that was a, um, I'm happy to say that that's changed. And now I am partnering with them in that whole process. And, you know, we have consultation, we have all kinds of things set up, but, um, but we mess up. It's, it's, um, we want to, we want to be the big, the best support that we can be, but, um, but we learn every day there's, there's something that we learn. And I think, um, I've gotten better at asking my child what they need, what do you need from me? And, and what's the best way that I can support you? Or if we're in this situation, should I say something first? Or do you want to say something first? And so trying to open up the channels of communication a little bit more so that they can help me learn more about what they need. And then, like I said earlier too, and it's also prompted me to join, um, the support group, the transgender parent support group that I, I started recently. But, um, but that's definitely been, you know, a part of our parenting journey and, um, and we have, and we have a son that we're raising too, you know, a 19 year old son and, um, actually in college and, um, he'd actually just headed off to his first apartment, um, uh, <laughs> a few days ago. So he's, uh, he's living the apartment life in Flagstaff, Arizona right now and, and happy as can be. <laughs> I love it. You know, and you talked about, I'm just going to back up for a moment, uh, and then we can talk about Hayden, because, man, I can relate yeah. to Hayden. And like, our kids are the same age. They both just moved into a rental. I'm like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? Well, wait, I don't want to know. Um, so backing up just for a moment, you know, you said you mess up, but I really think that's just part of the journey. It's not really messing up. I mean, all feelings need to be recognized in and, um, you know, value during the process of learning. And I think this is like true in education. It's true with any journey. We all experience, you know, this loss and this gain, just like when you started this conversation with starting your business, you know, there was some loss that had to take place. There were some gains that happened because of it. Mm-hmm. And with this journey, there's some things that were so dear to you as parents, to you and Dave, and you've had to give them up to gain something else. And mm-hmm. every time we go through that in life, I think we get stronger, but it doesn't mm-hmm. make the giving up and the grieving process of, of losing something um, easier. Even though you know yeah. something great is going to come, it's just it's just part of it. I don't know that it's, I know you, you said you messed up, but I really think it's just, isn't really messing up. It's just part of the process, you know, moving forward. And I think Finn, as as they get older, they will also realize that, you know, and 
they are an extreme advocate. I love their voice <laughs> on Instagram. And I watch their story every day because it's like, whoa, speaking to me um, and speaking to the world. And I appreciate yeah. that about Finn. I feel like they don't hold back. And they don't. I, but it also reminds me, Shelly, of you and Dave. Like you didn't hold back when you started this business. Like you, mm-hmm. you jumped in and you've made mm-hmm. a massive splash on this world. Mm-hmm. And you have changed the lives of so many people. And so truly Finn is kind of carrying that on in a different realm. So Finn has your fire. They have your passion. They have your zeal for advocating for others. And they have this ability to amplify the voices of others. I feel like that's what their story really represents. Like voices that maybe aren't getting heard or aren't being valued. They're reaching out to to speak up for them. I think that's, I think that's a really accurate assessment of who they are. That's a, it's a really, it's really important to them. And it's, it's interesting because I know, you know, part of what we talk about and, and you see lots of people, you know, talk about this parents, you know, parents who are educators talking about what we learn about being, you know, what we learn about education through being parents, you know, and, and those kinds of things. And, um, and, and Finn has, Finn has found um, a really strong voice in this world. And I, I know here, one of the things that I've learned and I, and I've shared and um, that they're very involved in um, San Diego pride and they're a youth ambassador. Or they, they do all kinds of things um, with San Diego pride. And, and we've been so fortunate to have them um, in our child's life. And, and it's, it's one of the things that I've realized as a parent um, through my journey in particular with Finn, a little bit with Hayden, but in particular with Finn is that um there, you hit a point as a parent that you can't be the only mentor in your child. But there, 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 you have to be able to welcome other people in to help guide your child. And they, they get a lot of things from the adults at San Diego Pride that Dave and I really haven't been able to give them. It's uh, you know people who understand um, what they're going through and, and understand um, the world in which they're living in, in, in you know the skin that they're in and the the gender you know identity that they have and so um so i think one of the things is 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 realizing that um that mentors besides us you know besides us as parents can can be um really help our kids gain um an incredible um, perspective on life Uh, i think that's that's certainly something that i've learned so having you know each school is having opportunities for kids to to have mentors who who are more adults who are more like them is something you know we really need to be able to to offer um, to kids, and and I, I think another you know another couple of things is I think are I I think are I think that schools have to get better at how they support students with mental health. Um, we we ultimately and and I'm sure it's a story for another time, but um, Dave and I never ever considered that we wouldn't have kids in our public school system. It's so, so important to us, but we had so many challenges with the public high school with, um, with Finn and their understanding of um, the mental health needs that they had and um, ultimately um, pulled them out and they have been in an online um, private school. And, and even with that, even though, um, even with that, I think, you know, another thing is, the um even that is not working for them and and so you know we are we are going we're in a position where we're even reshaping and rethinking you know our thoughts on you know what edu- what education do kids like i mean because Finn's journey with education is not going to be the same as um as our son's was you know our son's is, son is going down the path that we sort of expect you know it's kind of in your head, you know, and you, we finished high school and then we head off to college and we head in and Finn, that's not going to be Finn's journey. And, um, you know, they're, they're, and so I, I think they, they're interested in learning, but they're not interested in learning the things that they're having to learn in school right now. They, they would happily be taking music, you know, theory and type classes and happily taking, you know, photography things. They're an avid scuba diver. They're constantly learning new things, but, um, School's not school's not doing it for them, and and so, you know, it does make me think sometimes about what are the things that we offer 
you know, what are the learning opportunities that we're offering to kids that, that keep them connected to school? And I know that lots of schools think about that and do, you know, and, 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 you know, and another piece of that is, you know, what are we doing to support our LGBTQ um, kiddos in our school? And, and so, so there, there are a lot of things that um, with my education hat, you know, that I, that I think about and the impact having a child who's had so many unique needs, um, it would it would have been nice to have uh, have the school be able to help meet them, and and that just wasn't the case. And and Dave and I have been very fortunate that we've been able to connect with other resources, and we've had resources to switch schools and you know do all those kinds of things. But um, that the the that doesn't happen for every um, for every kid, and so I I do I think about that a lot. In, in how we're supporting kids that, that don't fit the, you know, quote, norm, right? You know, I heard sort of whatever, however you want to say that, but um, that we need to do some, some things differently. So true. And I think we think about it and then dismiss it. You know, all the mm-hmm. needs of everything comes down and then you're, you know, supporting kids that are unique and have unique situations that kind of gets pushed aside because we have this, this, and this that's taking over. And I think it's important. I mean, watching Finn, it melts my heart because they, they, <laughs> because yeah, they you got it. You got are it. such learners. I mean, I've heard them on podcasts explaining the idea of swimming with sharks and all these things, and they know all these details. Another thing I think is great about Finn is they don't mind educating you on transgender or, and I feel like they are super open to educating and helping people to understand it better, which I appreciate because, you know, it's one thing just to get offended, you know, people are doing it wrong or saying it wrong, but I feel like Finn is so open to just sharing, hey, this is how this makes us feel. And this is how what what you say makes others feel. And that's what I love about them too. I love a lot of things about them, but that's one of them. <laughs> so yeah. about Hayden, you know, we haven't talked about him and I know we're kind of wrapping up the show, but hey, it's a parenting show. I love talking parenting. But I remember when Hayden was starting college last year, about this time, and Life was a little crazy at the Burgess house. (laughs) I would love for you to share that story because I also think, you know, like we said earlier, people see you two just only like running this amazing multi-million dollar company, whatever. And they, they don't really see all this cool stuff that's happening on the back end. That's super real. (laughs) 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 The story, my story about Hayden, my story about Hayden in college, the traditional public school is made for a kid like Hayden. Hayden is tall, good looking, athletic, smart, um, he follows the rules, you know, he's, he's kind of a natural leader in, in, in many ways. And, you know, he, he sort of, he walks into school and, and, you know, it's, it just, it was built for a kid like him. Um, and he's always been very successful in school. He's, um, you know, the path he's been able to be really, cl- I mean, he's, he's been able to navigate that space really easily and well, and, and, um, was on a journey, you know, as he knew, um, both my kids are huge scuba divers and love the ocean and, and Hayden was, positive that he wanted to, um, you know, be in marine biology, preservation of coral reefs, you know, this was, this was the path. And so those are all the schools we looked at, you know, you would do all, you know, you do all those things. And, you know, he was deciding, you know, ultimately, um, in the end, he, he got into um, some phenomenal schools, he got in, you know, he got into UCLA, he got into UC Santa Barbara, he got into University of Miami. I mean, there were all these schools that he was, marine biology sort of focused and that's where he wanted to go and and he ultimately landed on UC Santa Barbara and so we were driving up for the orientation <laughs> the orientation of school Dave and I were driving with Hayden and we just something was off and wrong and he you know and, and so we finally we just we it was like what is going on with you and Hayden and Hayden's response was I don't want to do this <laughs> you don't want to do what like, what don't you want to do? You don't want to go to orientation. You don't want to go to Santa Barbara. You don't want to go to college. Like, what is it you don't want to do? And so, and so long story short, it was, um, I don't want to go to Santa Barbara. I don't want to major in marine biology. Um, I want to do health 
wellness and fitness. Um, can I still, is it still possible to, to apply to go to Northern Arizona University or maybe I'll take a gap year and, you know, and, and figure it out. And so, <laughs> so David and I were like, literally, so we stopped, we actually stopped in LA. We were like halfway, you know, stopped in Los Angeles and like sat down and we're having dinner and like just talking through, you know, all of the possibly like <laughs> possibilities and you know you just all these things happening in your head as a period like what just happened <laughs> like we had a there was a plan we knew what we were doing um and so anyway we ended up turning around and driving back we didn't go to the orientation um we were very fortunate that um northern arizona university was willing to work with us and, and so we didn't end up having to take a gap year and he started at northern arizona university last fall as a freshman but um yeah that was a there, there are so many emotions around there. So many emotions, are, and then all of a sudden, you know, he was supposed to be starting school the end of September, but now he was starting school in eight days. And you know, Dave and I were both supposed to take him in September, and now I'm like figuring out how to get to Arizona in you know eight days from now and get him. You know, I'll get that it, it all worked out. He's he's happy as can be. He loves it there. Um, loves Flagstaff. You know, he can snowboard all you know all winter long, so that makes him happy. But, I love uh, how yeah. y'all handled that. It's a journey. Yeah. <laughs> and you you were just so, I feel like it was just a, such a testament to your leadership just because I remember you and Dave just saying, okay, well, you don't have to have it all figured out. If you don't want to go, you don't have to go. I mean, like as a parent, I'd be like, Caleb, can you just try it for one semester? Okay. <laughs> like, so there were the things, there were the things we said, and then there were the things that were also thought. going on in my head. <laughs> so just so you know, <laughs> make no mistake, there were plenty of things going on in my head that didn't come out of my mouth. <laughs> right. Well, you had to like do some serious, I know as a mom, like you had to change everything on the back end. And that is so stressful, like trying to get them in the dorms and all this, uh. You know, I can't even imagine. I just had to do it for one college. We didn't switch in the middle of it. And so I couldn't even imagine because I was kind of going through a similar process. And you guys were just so graceful. And I love that you do that for your children. I think we need to do that as educators. I think we need to be like more like that as parents too. I mean, sure, we're going to think a lot of things, but and what comes out needs to just be love and support. And I remember you or Dave telling him, you know, you don't really have to have it all figured out. And if you don't want to do this, you know, there's a lot of different options out there. You know, yeah. you are 18 years old. You have a lot of life ahead of you. And yeah. I think as parents and as educators, we need to stop putting our own expectations on people. You know, I'm saying we as, as if that's me yeah. too. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and just let them be, let them be the best them that they could possibly be, whatever that is. And we need to support them through that process. And that's yeah. hard. It's hard to do. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, you know, and especially, I think, I think one of the things that's hard sometimes is, you know, and, and this is, this is, you know, this is a parent, any parent listening, you know, you want to support their journey, but you also want to keep them from making mistakes that are going to, that are going to, um, cause their life to be more challenging and so so trying to trying to find that balance of you know when do you sort of insist and and when do you back off and when do you um you know just say go for it I mean it's it's a I mean any of us who are parents know that that's a journey I mean I think being a parent is the hardest thing I mean it's the hardest thing I've ever done (laughs) It's, it's probably the most rewarding um but it, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not, it's not easy. And, and they throw curveballs at you every single day. And, um, well, at least every single, right. Every single week or month. You know? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, so it is, I, you know, any of us, like I said, any of us who've been parents have struggled to find that balance. And sometimes we get it right. And sometimes we don't. And, and you just, you learn from that and you move forward. I, I appreciate you sharing so much about your journey, Shelly. I think it's I think it's important too that as leaders, as educators, as humans out in the society, that we remember that everyone does have a real story behind what we see. Because what we see is not always what's on the inside. And I feel like that just gives us new levels of empathy. I feel like the story that you've shared, both about Finn and, and about Hayden and about your role, um, 
just helps us to understand people a little bit better, but definitely to give us a new perspective so we can gain empathy from your experiences. So thank you so much. I really do think that um, all of this too, just to kind of full circle it back around to what we were talking about the onset, it just goes to show how important that it is to watch you and Dave learn through all of this journey. Like you've had such an incredible journey, but all the little lessons you've learned along the way have helped you to appreciate and value individuality, have helped you to respect um, the voices that aren't being heard, and also help you to understand that, you know, when things change, then education needs to change too. We're, we're kind of like, we're, we're kind of behind the times, you know, medical fields are constantly changing and adapting to the human body and the now, the here and the now. But education, for some reason, we're still so trapped into this tradition. And with COVID-19, mm-hmm. I feel like we've had this opportunity to kind of change things up a little bit. But I also think so many people are so uncertain and so stressed that they go back to what they know. And I feel like throughout this conversation, you've kind of helped me just to open my eyes and hopefully the reader and the listeners of the show too, just to quit trying to fit people in a box, you know, quit Mm -hmm. trying to go with the tradition or the way that we always saw it done, you know, as a parent, as an educator, whatever, as a business, just throw all that crap out the window and just live, you know, and help yeah. people to be their best selves. Yeah. When you know, Tara, and I know we're wrapping up, but but what you just said right there actually um, reminds me, it's actually, to be honest, there's a conversation I was having with my therapist earlier today. Um, I, I have one of those too in my head. <laughs> um, but, uh, but a conversation that, that we were having today that centered around the concept of acceptance. And, and I think that the, the, there are certain things where when you, when you just accept it's going to be, you know, there are some things we can't accept and there's some things that we have to fight and we have to shift and we have to change and those kinds of things. And, but there, there are some things that the, the fight we're fighting and, and trying to, and when really what we need to do is accept. And, and when we reach that place of acceptance, it shifts how we interact. It shifts how we react. It shifts how we plan. It shifts. Um, it shifts in so many ways. And, and when you can just, when you can accept someone for who they are, when you can accept that what, when someone tells you, this is what I need, when you can accept that, like that, that you, you hear that and you, you don't try to change it. You don't try to fix it. You don't judge it. You accept it. It, it, it puts, it frees up space in your own mind, in your own heart to be able to do, um, to be able to, to do things in, in a better way for them and, and to really just to be a better you too. Um, so I, I think I, I know, like I said, I know we're wrapping up, but that just really triggered for me that, you know, hitting that place of acceptance um, is, is, an, it's really kind of freeing in a way too for, yeah, for you personally. And then also um, opens up space and, and increases the possibility that a beautiful relationship is going to, you know, ensue or grow. So I think, I think what you said is really important. No, I I, pre- I I love that spin on it too. It reminds me a lot of this morning. I talked about this in my Instagram story, but I've been using the Headspace app. I don't know if you've tried this app. I have. I do have it. Yep, I do have oh. it. Actually, Spin recommended it to me. I- <laughs> it does. I love it. I'm not great at it yet, but one of the things I'm not either. <laughs> sitting still for any amount of time is very hard and breathing. But um, it's so funny because that seems so easy. Um, but simple <laughs> stuff is not easy either. It is not easy for, I can't get my head clear. <laughs> it's very difficult. But this week I, I was reading, so Headspace also has like these little blogs and things that you can read too. And I was reading about it and thinking, how can I start to apply some of this mind control and really just breathing and just focusing in the everyday world. And it was very similar to what you just said about acceptance. It's when these thoughts come to you and make, for me, it's when it comes to me and makes me frustrated, but it's usually because the thing that's making me frustrated is just against my will. It's, it's against mm-hmm. my will, but it's also something that I can't control. So those kinds of things frustrate the no end out of me. And so it happened a couple of times this week and particularly a couple of days ago, 
I was already feeling sick. I was already weak and, and something happened and I immediately got fired up and I realized one, I can't control that. And immediately I would normally want to journal about it and write stuff down. But this, this blog that I read recently, it was talking about, don't give the thought any more attention. Just accept yep. that that thing is the way it is. And yep. we're not going to be able to control it. And yep. literally don't write the thought down. Don't talk about it to your friends. Don't do anything yep. with it. Just accept it. Don't that give it the energy. Yeah. 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 Accept that that situation yeah. is what it is. It's out of your control. It doesn't really truly affect you. And if you can just move on, then you, like you said, you free up the space and your mind. You also don't worry about something you can't really fix. And mm -hmm. it's so freeing. It, so it, it works with relationships. It works with people, but it also works with just understanding that there are situations out there that are completely out of our control. And we really just need to yep. quit trying to fix it and quit trying to build out all kinds of scenarios and just accept yep. it. Like that yep. is what it is. Yep. One, I think that's, I think that's a perfect, um, a perfect thing to even describe, you know, so much of what's going on with, in education right now with trying to plan for going back to school with COVID. I mean, it's, you, you know, school's not going to be the same. And, and so that, that the sooner that you can, we can kind of get to that place of, you know, it's okay. It's not going to, you know, and I, I, and I, I, I don't, um, in any way, shape or form, because I am not doing the work right now of trying to open up the school. And I, I can't even imagine being a principal right now or being a superintendent or I mean a teacher and and trying to think about what this year is going to look like but I I think that this is this is the perfect year for people to really try to adopt that practice of you know I, I have to accept that this is the way that it is right now and and that'll help me move forward and for people this year and timing for that kind of um, thinking and, and advice on um, how much energy do we give it so true. We got to conserve our energy. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love this conversation, Shelly. Thank you so much for sharing your real journey. I really feel like the listeners of this show just get to know you a little bit more Thank and know you. that what happens behind the scenes at DVC, uh, this woman holds us together. I will tell you when she's, <laughs> when she's missing from the team meetings, poor Dave is like hurting cats. <laughs> it is, yes. It's quite disastrous if she ever has, she never misses, but occasionally when she travels. <laughs> um, yeah, she holds us together. She keeps us on task and she just keeps our company running so smoothly and you can see why because her parenting journey her leadership journey has just been so successful and I feel like you just transfer everything that you learn into how you lead people I really appreciate that thank you my friend thanks for having me it was really nice to chat with you we're awesome well thanks for joining the real journey show remember next week same place same time and we'll have a new guest so thanks again Shelly thank you Thank you so much for joining The Real Journey Show. We are excited you tuned in today and hope that you have left feeling inspired and empowered to stay real and share your real journey with others. Remember, real, it's all about being relatable, exposing a little vulnerability, approachable, and learning through life. You can connect with me on Twitter at TaraMartinEDU or visit my website, TaraMMartin.com. Please use the hashtag Real Journey Show to share your thoughts of today's episode. Tune in next week, The Real Journey Show.